Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrowcom slash ACAST. That's burrowcom slash ACAST. burrowcom slash ACAST. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Like what you're hearing? Make sure to leave us a review and a rating whenever you're listening. Everything Melodifestivalen. This is Melfest Monday. Nu kör vi! Jon Henrik Fjällgren So you've just heard the, the songs that were competing in the first heat of Melfest 2023 at the weekend, along with the moments that both Tonus Achilles and Jan-Henrik Fjörgren, Ark North and Adam Woods qualified direct of the final. You can tell I nearly slipped up with that one. It's a difficult one to say. Uh, I'm James Rowe. Joining me is, of course, Rob Lilly. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Melfest is back. Uh, very good, Fron. Yeah. How did you enjoy the show at the weekend? 
It was fun, wasn't it? Full transparency for everyone listening to this. I actually watched the show with my breakfast on Sunday morning, which was a bit of a treat, actually. I really enjoyed it. And it's lovely that Melfest is back on tour. It was in Gothenburg, my favourite Swedish city, as I've said several times. And yeah, it was nice to have it back on the TV and some fun songs as well. Yeah, really good music. Really nice just to have the show back. It just makes you feel warm and fuzzy in the dark depths of January, February and March as we sort of getting the year going. Uh, we'll be reviewing the entire show uh, with a very special guest who will be joining us shortly. And then a little bit later on, we'll be previewing heat number two because that's coming our way in just five days time. Plus, we'll be chatting to not one, not two, but three of the artists who are going to be competing on Saturday night. You have been a very, 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 very busy boy catching up with almost half of the contenders in heat number two. Yeah, really excited to bring you conversations with Eden making her Melfest debut, Ouye Brandelius making his Melfest debut, and Tennessee Tears making their Melfest debut as well. So three Melfest debutants on the podcast a little later on. When you aren't listening, find us on social media at Eurotour Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. So here we go then, episode two of the Eurotrips Melfest Monday for 2023. It's upon us. Here we are. We'll be previewing, of course, heat number two a little bit later on, as we just said. But let's start with heat number one, Saturday night show. We said we've got a special guest and he's here with us now. It is the one and only Mr. Toby Eck. How are you doing, Toby? I'm all good, thanks. Uh, quite tired as the final was yesterday uh, when we record this and I'm uh, I'm rather tired. Yeah, it, it was a late night, early morning, uh, uh, after party stuff, you know. Yeah, Toby, how are you still tired? Full disclosure, it's almost 24 hours since the show was on. 24 hours, surely you would have been able to <laughs> recover by now. Is, is the after party still hanging on your mind? The after party was going on until... 3 a.m. this morning, 3.30, and uh, and then I had to go to my hotel and I had to get up because I needed to travel back to Stockholm. So not many hours of sleep here. How was the after party? This is the big opening question. We will get on to talking about the actual show in a minute, but how was the after party? That's the, the first thing, because the after parties after the heats are now back and you haven't been able to enjoy them for, what, three years since we were last on tour? Yes, uh, and I would say that this was a really, really good party. You could feel that everyone, you know, working uh, with the TV production, the artists, the, the record labels, SVT, everyone was in the mood for a proper Melfest after party. Uh, and the after parties during the, the heats rather than the final are always, uh, I'd say they are the best because they are much, much more relaxed and, uh, Everybody hangs out with everyone, uh, and it's it's kind of um, you know it's a smaller crowd making it much much more um, familiar, much uh, much more more comfortable, and uh, you could really feel that everyone wanted, uh, everyone was happy that the tour was uh, has has started again, and that we could have a proper. Uh, after party it was it, it was a a proper success i'd say and did you get covered in champagne toby i know you left to get involved into the thick of the action or were you busy working hard what kind of night was it well uh, i am working when i get covered in champagne mind <laughs> you that is work it is 
Yes, uh, it might only be in my work description in the whole world, but it is. So, uh, and yes, I did, of course. Excellent. We wouldn't have wanted, wouldn't have wanted anything less. Wonderful to hear. Toby, we should probably talk about who was happy and who was less happy at the after party, given, of course, we had some, I was going to say interesting, maybe not surprising, maybe surprising results on Saturday night. Of course, just a run through said results going direct to the final of course we had Jon Enric Falgren Ark North featuring Adam Woods which is already annoying me because it's a very long name to say Tennis Achilles as well straight through of course and then Elof and Benny and Victor Crone going through to the semi-final Toby are there any surprises in there from you given everything we saw in the arena on Saturday uh, frankly no uh, the, the 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 two acts going straight to uh, straight to the final were the two obvious acts uh, for that, and and then the two uh, um, the two going to the semi final were also, especially Victor Krona, but also uh, Elva and Benner. Uh, I I think that they their performance was uh, was so strong uh, in, during the broadcast, so so I they really deserved this. Uh, but when it comes to the after party, of course, um, there there are there is a previous winner in this heat, uh, Lulu Lamotte, one of the mamas. Uh, she was um, she was very apparent. Uh, there there was a very apparent disappointment uh, within her. I, I spoke to her at the party. She arrived quite late to the party because she started out in her hotel room with her family and friends and. Uh, decided rather late that let's just shake this off. I need to go down and get get me a glass of champagne and and just get going. But I spoke to her and she said that um, uh, of course she was disappointed uh, because and she she also said that had this been with the mamas she she would probably have been okay. But now going solo, uh, it it felt much more. Uh, like this was her shot. Also uh, saying that since she's uh, she's not a, a new artist, uh, she's 41 years old, um, she had the feeling uh, that, um, um, that this could have... She said, I don't know, maybe this was my one shot. Uh, a, a younger artist like Rayan, uh, who is such a great singer, he will get new chances, she said. But for me, maybe this was my one shot. But with that disappointment, uh, she was still able to enjoy the party and just kind of, you know, um, let her hair down and and dance along and and have a good night. Uh, so so she was disappointed, but um, she will she will uh, pull through this. Uh, we also have the duo Eva Rydberg and Eva Rose. I would love to hear what they were like at the after party, Toby. That's what we want to know. Oh, <laughs> I love these women. They actually did not uh, come to oh, the after party. That's a shame. Uh, I, I spoke to them uh, at the press conference and they, it was so obvious that they were so tired and also ending up in the bottom. You know, you know, when, when, 
you don't have any breath left. You, you just, oh, let's just, let's just have a rest. Last, last time they were in the competition, they, of course, went to the after party. They were as exhausted then, but then you get more energy, of course, if you have something to also celebrate. But at this point, uh, Eva Rydberg said that, oh, she, she is so busy with work that she just has to get, ha- had to get some rest. And Eva Rose, her feet were, were literally killing her uh, wearing the high heel shoes she, she wore. So she was like, no. There will be no party. I'm. I need to go to my room. <laughs> uh, Toby, we spoke to to Eva and Eva on on the podcast last week, and I think we got a vibe that probably this is the last chance we're we're going to see them in Melfest. Did, did you get the same idea from the from the pair last night? I'm I'm very sure they might uh, do cameos and appearances like like interval acts and stuff like that, but. They do this for fun. It's good, uh, good PR for for their uh, their place and and their shows. Uh, but they are also not the youngest women in the competition. Uh, and with that, especially since they also ended up uh, at the bottom, this was uh, it was fun. But this is it. Toby, I want to ask you about the overall show and your thoughts on that before we look ahead to heat number two a little bit later on. But I said before we started recording that I had notes. So I will now go through my notes. So these these were my thoughts, and I will deliver them, and we'll see what you think of them. I would say, because I asked you whether there were any shocks, my big shock was how underwhelmed I think I was by Turner Achilles, to be honest with you. I I didn't think the song suited her anywhere near as much as her song last year. And I also thought that uh, Rehan was a bit unlucky not to make it through. He was one of the performances that I enjoyed the most on Saturday. I, I was very prepared that Tone would do something com- completely different. And she had uh, made that clear. Uh, I think that this was a fun way of doing something completely different that for me wasn't disappointing in in ways that other artists have returned with something different but that has also been a disappointment because i always felt that her song last year my way was uh, was a bit dated it was an old time schlager and and i don't think of tuna uh, being one of those artists that does that uh, so I, I felt that this suited her much, much more. The attitude on stage, her her fierceness. Uh, so uh, my worry was was more whether the audience would like it or not. But but being there at the dress rehearsal and, and see how the audience really loved it, that made me uh, completely sure. During the re- rehearsals, I was a little bit worried about her, her singing because she's not the strongest uh, singer. She isn't. And uh, uh, several rehearsals were really, really bad. Uh, but uh, with the adrenaline that the final, uh, of, that, that the broadcast brings you as an artist, together with the right people, uh, backing singers in, in, uh, backstage, that, that does it. And I think she did really well. When it comes to Rayan, I think that he is a really good singer. Uh, I, I think that he had a re- little bit 
too much stage fright on the during the broadcast compared to to re uh, rehearsals um and i am sure that he will get another ch shot at melfest would he want to uh but i think that the staging of this was way too anonymous there was nothing to really hold on to uh, making him and his song just fade into the background where there were other things that 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 caught people's attention so i wasn't surprised at all speaking of staging that caught people's attention toby we've got to we've got to speak about elov and benny i think they just stood out like a sore thumb in a good way can you stand out like a sore thumb in a good way i hope you can uh, no and i would say that they <laughs> stood out like a sore thumb and and Period. Well, in a, so in a bad way, because I feel like to me, they sort of reminded me of Medina for, from last year a little bit. You know, they were really family friendly. There was a lot of audience interaction. What's your take on them? Because clearly it, we disagree. <laughs> Before you answer as well, Toby, I was going to say it looked like the Melfest house dancers had a lot of fun during that song. Like they looked like they were having a really good time. They absolutely did. And so did they love uh, and Benny. Uh, they, they, they had... A, an excellent time uh, but uh, and and somebody else actually mentioned that it it felt a little bit like medina for me this is much much more um comparable to uh, earlier melfast acts like sean banan the vetu um and those are the are the most strongest ones but also some next perhaps um the the acts that are turned into a circus where where you do uh, where you kind of make fun of, of of yourself and what you do on stage uh, maybe it was a little bit too obvious uh, it was very literal as to what they were singing uh, and i think that this kind of um made it a little bit like a panto thing uh, if if i used the, uh, the the british term correctly um in swedish we would call it buskis um but but i i the most comparable thing is probably panto uh, and and how i i i both love this and can't stand it at the same time um the song is fun, they are fun, but it's also a little bit too obvious where everything has to be very graphic. Uh, and and I think they could have done it um, uh, they, they could have done it even better. Uh, but um, but at the same time, they are they are both lovely. and uh, I I know that they just loved being on stage and do that performance. Toby, I loved you mentioning, was it Buskiss that you said, which is which is kind of our panto equivalent? Because Buskiss sounds like it would be some sort of small creature that lives in the woods. <laughs> if you were in English. That's one of my favourite words. So thank you for bringing that to us and all of our listeners. We have to have a very quick mention of uh, Victor Croner as well, who I thought was very polished, very professional, did really well, and I almost thought could have maybe slipped in as a as a direct uh, qualifier for the final. But that is me mentioning him because I don't think we've got time really to go into too much more detail about that. So let's talk about the winner of the heat: Jon Henrik Falgren, Ark North, Adam Woods. Did they live up to the hype? Because I do feel like there was a lot of hype going into the show on Saturday. How tired are we of, of saying that full artist name? Jon Henrik Fjellgren, Ark North, featuring Adam Woods. 
Jesus Christ. It's John Henrik and friends. Thank you. Well, let's go with that from now on. And we're going to have to say it again, because as we said, they're now to the final. So did they do everything we thought they would? I I actually think they did. I think they very much lived up to the hype. John Henrik did his joik. Uh, and um, we've seen this in, in Melfest before. We've seen Joik in Eurovision. And I think that uh, this time he seamlessly fitted it in with the, the music style and, and the song uh, much, much better than, than previously. Uh, I, I think that the Joik fitted very well with the EDM sound of the song. Uh, much better than than Kano, for instance, in my opinion. Um, so, uh, so I I really liked this. Uh, I was happily surprised that Adam Woods is a strong singer who didn't get nervous during the broadcast, but performed so well. Uh, I don't really know what Ark North is doing up there, but of course he's he's a music producer and a DJ. He's written the song. This is kind of his thing. So yes, put him up there. But really, in Eurovision, we've seen Cleo and Donatan uh, perform without Donatan on stage. And that's preferably the way a DJ act should do live performances. When you aren't listening, find us on social media at Eurotrip Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. So yeah, we'll be back with Toby a little bit later on, previewing heat number two, and of course those three conversations with some of the artists who are competing on Saturday night still to come. But first, Rob, we've got some business to attend to. Yes, as you know by now, at least if you were listening last week, you will know that this music means it is time to add another two songs to our ultimate Melfest party playlist. Because James, we mentioned it last week, we'll say again, unfortunately we're not making it out to Stockholm for Melody Festival in this year, but that does mean we are partying at home and therefore over the next few weeks we're putting together the ultimate Melfest party playlist. So each week I will pick a song to add to the playlist and you will pick a song to add to the playlist too. Do you want to remind us what songs we added, the first two songs we added to the playlist mm. last week? Yeah, I chose from last year, Cassiopeia, with I Can't Get Enough, which I think was a great start. Rob, you chose... Clara Hammerstrom, Run to the Hills, my most played song on Spotify last year, which was a surprise to both you and me, but I think it's a great (laughs) one to get the party started. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So yeah, every week over the next few weeks, we'll be choosing two more songs to put into that playlist. You might not be making it over to Stockholm for the final either, so you might want to put together a playlist. Well, we're doing it for you. So today we've got two more songs uh, to add to the playlist. I'm going to start with this. Uh, I didn't think it'd be long till we had a bit of Margaret in the playlist. (laughs) Oh, honestly, I love this song. You know, I first started watching Melfest, actually, in 2018, the year that she made her her Melfest debut. And this was one of the songs that really caught my imagination. It was one of my most played songs that year. And it just sticks with me as one of the best up-tempo party songs for Melfest history. So, yeah, this one is an absolute must for me. Yeah, it's exactly the sort of vibe that we're after, 100%. Would you like mine? You know I do. Yeah, let's have a listen. 
It's a Melfest Heritage Act. That's all I'll say. Here they are. Well, I was wondering how long it would take for one of us to choose that, because I nearly chose them actually this week. Why did you choose this one? This is, for me, one of Alcazar's many, many, many Melfest entries that doesn't get enough press, to be honest. I don't think it gets enough publicity, so I thought we'll stick it in the playlist so we can have that at the party. It's just a lot of fun. Like every single Alcazar entry at Melody Festival, and just a lot of fun, and that's what's in there for me. Well, I feel like you might have caused a lot of jeopardy, because I'm going to make up a rule right here, right now, and say we can't have the same artist more than once. So wow, you, okay. You, you've caused a lot of chaos here, I think. Okay, I mean, I, I, I maybe I would have made a different decision. I don't know if those were the rules beforehand, <laughs> but okay, I'm happy with it. So Alcazar and Margaret joining Cassiopeia and also Clara Hammerstrom in the party playlist for Malfest on Malfest Monday this year. And just before we go, because we want your submissions as well, uh, James, a submission from Kyle he sent in last week. Do you want it? Yes, please. We can we, we can add it as well. Surely, why not? Oh, well, quite possibly. Uh, maybe, we'll see. I'll let you, <laughs> let you know what you think. Uh, Carl would like to add One Touch by Kadiatu. Do you remember Kadiatu oh, from that's an Malfest 2021? One. Yeah, that's an artist I'd like to see back. Yeah, so he says, absolutely love dancing EDM music. Really hoping that Eurovision will have more tracks like this in the future. Just a shame about the live performance. Yeah, I think she opened Malfest, didn't she, in 2021, back in Annex set, when we didn't have an audience at Murdy Festival. And so, mm. Carl, good submission. And James, if people want to add their own submissions and send them across to us, where do they go? Uh, you can let us know on Twitter and Instagram. We are at Eurotrip Podcast. Just get in touch and let us know your suggestions. You're listening to The Eurotrip, your favourite Eurovision podcast. When you aren't listening, find us on social media at Eurotrip Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Warming you up for the Eurovision Song Contest. So you're listening to Malfest Monday and James. It is time to start looking ahead to heat number two of Malfest 2023. And we are doing so in style this week. Toby Eck from Afton Bladet will be joining us a little bit later on. He'll be returning to look ahead to the artists competing. But before we hear from him and get his thoughts, James, you've been chatting too. You've already said not one, not two, but three of the acts taking part on Saturday night. Yeah, we'll chat to Uye Brandelius and Tennessee Tears very shortly, but we'll kick off with Eden. Now, I chatted to all three of these artists back to back on one day last week. It was just relentless. One in, one out, one in, one out. Really good fun to chat to them all. They're all making their Melfest debut. And as I say, we're going to start with Eden. She is a very young singer. She'll tell you in a second when she actually started music, because it was not very long ago at all. Such an interesting story she has to tell as well. So make sure you stay tuned for that. But I started off by asking her how she first got involved in the music industry. So I've always wanted to do music and and uh, write my own songs. And so so I decided to move to Stockholm. It was uh, one and a half year ago. And that's where my music career started, to be honest. Because I got in contact with the, uh, my um, A&R called me. And then she just led me right into this world of making music. And, and now I'm in Mellow. It's crazy. <laughs> it, took, it, it took less than a year for her to do this for me. 
<laughs> which is absolutely crazy. Like, if you'd said, yeah. if I'd said to you a year and a half ago, okay, Eden, 2023, you'll be in Melfest, what, what do you think you would have said to me? I think I would have laughed and just, I, I wouldn't have believed you. Because <laughs> it's, uh, I, 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 I don't think I could ever imagine being here. Because it's, it's, it's the biggest, biggest thing you can accomplish in my, in my world. So it's, uh, yeah, it's crazy. I'm very thankful. How did all this come about then? You know, you, you moved to Stockholm, you, you know, you moved to a new city, you, you start making music and yeah. the, the song for this year for you is called Comfortable. What's the story behind the song? So the song is about uh, when you're in a relationship um, a very destructive one where you feel like you know that you can't stay but you're like being too comfortable to leave um you're you're, you're just stuck in a situation where you don't want to be but you can't leave because you're you're comfortable in some type of way even if you don't feel okay what was the process like uh, of writing this song you know we've we've said you're so new to music and and writing yeah. a song that is so personal i mean what was that process like well, for me, I've always wanted to make music that is personal. I think that that's part of me and my my art history. The music I do, I want it to be about real stuff that's happening in my life or feelings and that everyone can, um, uh, what is it called? Uh, uh, yeah, we know what you mean, like like to associate with the song. like it feels, yeah, 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 exactly. So, but the process was, I was invited to a Warner camp uh, it's a songwriting camp they have every summer uh, for Homello. So I was invited, which was so cool. Uh, and then I'm then I met the other um, uh, Emil, Julie, and uh, Ben, the persons who I wrote this song with. And I felt a connection from day one. So I I said to me that I really wanted to be in a session with them. Um, and then she said, okay. So we got four hours and we made the song in four hours. Wow. So it was literally that day you had four hours with the with the other songwriters and, and you got the song yeah. just in that four hours. Yeah. Wow. How how does that feel? Because I think for some people, you know, we're excited to hear it, of course, and it, it sounds like it's gonna be really personal. But like you know, it to us it sounds remarkable that you can create this this really personal song in just four hours. It is in fact, very fast. It usually takes like eight hours, but I we had we had this connection, and I I knew what I wanted to write about, and I told the story that I wanted to write about, and um, and we all just got caught up in it, and we started singing and playing some guitar, and then we just found found the song in in like less than an hour, and then we wrote lyrics and talked and laughed and cried and. It was a very special moment. What was it like when you found out that you were taking part in Mellow this year? <laughs> Take me back to the moment when uh, when you got the call to say, look, you're in, you're one of the 28. I've never been so shocked in my entire life, to be honest. And it sounds like I you're was... still shocked now as well. <laughs> I, yeah, you know, when you talk about it, I, I feel so grateful for this opportunity to be here. So I get, I get very emotional when I think about it because it, it means so much to me. But in that moment, it felt like everything was possible. 
And in terms of representation and and visibility as well, I think that's something we should we should touch on as well because you are you're openly bi gender and you're the first yeah. bi gender artist to take part in Mellow. This is this is quite a big step yeah. forward, isn't it? Yeah, I think so too. I I think it's for me it's very important to be honest about my identity because I I think I think it's important for for people who feel like me or who don't know their identity that it's it's okay to to have your own identity and just stand your ground because i i can change the way i am and no one else should so i'm just gonna stay strong for everyone who doesn't have the courage absolutely and you know i said before it's a great step forward and, and great for for other people who identify the, the same way as you do um yeah. what about your your goals for for, for Melfest? I know it must be hard, you know, when you're a you're a debutante and you've got, you know, huge artists like I mean Lorene, yeah. for example, you know, she's taking part in, in a couple of weeks' time as well. Well she's but... my queen and will forever be, so I was gonna say it maybe she can win, you can come second, but uh <laughs> what 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 are your what are your real goals for, for this year? Like first I was just I still am very happy to just participating and being here and being able to do this uh, but now I'm leaning to wanting to take one step further I, I think I, I I really want this song to reach as many people as possible and I and I really want to perform it more than once so it would be amazing to be in the semi or finals that would be yeah that would be crazy and I would I would really love that but you never know you need to just um, have fun I think <laughs> Eden, it, it's been great to chat. Thank you so much for, for joining us and uh, best of luck for, for Melfest. Thank you so much. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Brilliant to have Eden on the podcast, hearing her there, speaking about what it will be like to take part in Melfest for the first time. And James, plenty of Maldi Festival and debutantes on the podcast this week. Yes, let's move on to 
the artist who's going to be performing right after Eden. So he's going to be third up on Saturday night. It is Uye Brandelius. Yes, he's another debutante. Uh, he's going to be a really interesting artist to watch out for. He's the only artist in Melfest this year who has self-penned his own song. There's nobody else with him. It's just him and the song. Nobody else is involved, which is quite the feat. Also, a very interesting story for you here is that a few years ago, he was diagnosed with Parkinson's. So he's really using this as an opportunity to show everybody else out there that even with the diagnosis, anything can be possible. So it's great to have him on the podcast. I chatted to him last week and I started off by asking him what the reaction was like when he was announced as one of the artists for Melfest this year. People are quite surprised uh, because I I am um, not very well known, but I'm a bit known as a singer and a, a songwriter uh, on the on the on the left scale of the politics, and uh, I, I make make music uh, sort of related to 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 punk rock <clears throat> and um, a new wave. And uh, I don't think anyone that that includes me uh, would have guessed that I someday would do this. So where did the idea come from then? Well, first of all. Melody Festival in Sweden is huge. Uh, so every musician in Sweden have to think about uh, participating or not. Uh, and uh, lots, lots, lots of musicians come to, could come to the conclusion that they uh, are, are not going to participate. And uh, I respect that fully. Um, I came to another conclusion because, uh, <laughs> I don't know, uh, you, only, you only live once and... Um, uh, on top of that, I, I have a, 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 a diagnosis. I'm diagnosed with Parkinson's disease, and uh, so my my stage life might be a little shorter than than others. Um, so um, I talked to my manager, or maybe my manager talked to me. I, I don't know who mentioned Melody Festival first, and um, we knew we knew some people who worked with the with Melody Festival, and we. We gave them a song that I had done, uh, not at all thinking about Melodifus Holland, but, but uh, when I listened to it, I, I, I said, hmm, it's a, it's a key change in, in, the, uh, in, in the end, and it's quite, uh, com- compared to my other music, it's a, a very mature melody. Uh, so I, um, I sent it in, and uh, I got some response. They wanted a refrain. And I said, "All right, I can make make one," and I did. And th- then it, it, I was, I was in. So, and also, what's fascinating this year is that you and your song, you, you're the only act who has written the song solo. Everybody else has got some other songwriters on there, but for you, this is just written by you. I mean, that, that's quite an achievement in itself, isn't it? Uh, I wanted all the money by myself. <laughs> Now that, that that's not the reason. The, the reason is that I have always, all my life, uh, wrote songs by myself. I didn't see uh, why I, I should change that concept. Uh, so I, I made it myself. I co-worked though with, with an arranger, Peter Quint. He he he's a, a well-known music producer uh, who has worked with uh, Melodie Solen a lot. So he 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 helped me to put some, <laughs> you know, extra. Eurovision things in, 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 in the song. Very excited to hear it. Now, a little bit earlier, you mentioned your your Parkinson's diagnosis from uh, from a few years ago. Do you think that 
you know, you participating in Melfest and, and being open with your, your diagnosis really shows to people that even with Parkinson's, you know, you can still achieve things, you can still perform on stage. It, it sort of breaks down some barriers for some people, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, I guess that's one of my um, uh, reasons to be in this circus. It's uh, I, I, I want to show the world and I want to show my fellow Parkinson people that uh, it's doable. I'm I'm quite sure I'm not going to win this uh, uh, in Sweden, and so I I'm not going to uh, go to Liverpool. Um, but but if <laughs> if I did, um, I I I hope that um, I can be some role model for Parkinson people in uh, like Romania. I mean, uh, in, in in Sweden we we got free free healthcare and free medicines. I, I I feel quite all right. I I have I've had the diagnosis in for like seven years, I think, and um, it's it's okay. Um, pe- people who kn- who know, and I think maybe half of the audience uh, will know. Uh, they they are they they are gonna they 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 they're, they're gonna watch me and and maybe spot some signs that that I'm uh, I'm a bit shaky, uh, but otherwise. It it goes okay, yeah. Very well said, yeah. What about your goals for the the competition? You know, you mentioned about you know showing to people that even with Parkinson's you can perform on stage. But what about in terms of your goal for the competition? I mean, maybe you will win. Who knows? But are you aiming to to qualify to the final just to get to the second chance round, or is it more just about showcasing you and showcasing the music? Exactly. <laughs> What, what what you said? Um, uh, it's uh, for me. It's all about the song. Uh, it's a uh, it's a way for me to be on the largest stage in uh, in Sweden. I'm 51 years old. Uh, you can look at my face. I'm I'm not the, I'm not the, <laughs> the 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 pretty guy who who the, the six year old girls are gonna vote for. <laughs> so. No, I I have no expectations at all uh, about that thing. But but I though I I I have great expectations uh, of um, what's going to happen with the song when I when I when I'm when I'm out. I I think this song it's um it's quite classical. It's and it's but it, but it's also a bit different. So I think it it, it has a a good chance to to be. Listen to and to be played in 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 the radio after Melody Festival. Yeah. yeah, well, we've seen in the past. You know, it doesn't have to be a, a successful song in Melfest for it to be success outside. So, yeah, very excited to see what happens. Uye uh, Brandelius, it's been great to chat. Thank you so much for coming on, and and best of luck for for Melfest this month. Thank you. The hugely inspirational Uye Brandelius there, chatting to James on the podcast, artist two of three that you're hearing from on today's episode. And now, James, on to the third act that you've been speaking to ahead of this heat, and an act that I'm very excited about because I love, love a bit of country music. Mm, yeah, Tennessee Tears. They are a duo called Jonas and Tilda. Uh, yeah, very excited to hear what kind of music they're going to bring. You mentioned country music. They tease a little bit earlier on that it's a cross between country music and something else, which I will not give away. Is it garage? <laughs> garage and country music altogether. Maybe, maybe not. That's not shouldn't be too much of a surprise. Uh, and also, they've got some great songwriters on this track as well. They'll tell you about them 
a little bit later on. But when I spoke to them last week, I started off by asking them when they started making music together. Yeah, we started this eight years ago. We actually went to uh, Nashville in Tennessee. And that's also where the band name comes from, because we didn't have a band name and we were about to release our first single. And we said, "Okay, what about band names? Well, we started it in pretty much in Tennessee. And it was a lot of blood, sweat and tears along the way. So (laughs) that's where Tennessee tears come from. So it was either Tennessee blood, Tennessee tears or Tennessee sweat. It it had to be one of them. (laughs) Pretty much. Blood sounded kind of awful, so yeah, tears. <laughs> uh, of course, you you guys based in, in Sweden. We know how big Melfest is for 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 everybody in Sweden. I think it's difficult to find somebody who who doesn't watch it. Is has it always been a, a big part of of your lives? As everybody else, of course, we we've, we've been watching it, and we've been thinking about it. Maybe we should try to get in there somehow, but you know, never really seriously. And then this time when we wrote this song, it was. 100% clear to us, let's try it, because we love the song and we think it's going to fit perfect for the contest. And there's a lot of viewers, so um, why not? But it was definitely a big part of my life when I was growing up, like everyone, every every other family here. But they, it's like their big thing on the holidays, you know, like watching uh, Melfest Yeah, on the weekends. Yeah, on the weekends, yeah. yes. Talk to us about the the songwriting process. You know, you two are are the credited songwriters. You've also got um, Thomas Stengard on there. He's a, a Eurovision winner, and as Vretov as well. He's won Melfest a couple of times in the past. Uh, was this a, a songwriting camp, or was this just a, a collaboration between the the four of you? I think it was just a collaboration between the four of us. We've never we've never met before, actually, before this song. So, oh wow! Uh, yeah, so like we we met, and then one hour later, all four of us felt like. Okay, this is it. This is the song that we're going to send in to um, apply for. Yeah, and the thing, thing was, we had planned to meet on a Sunday to write with those two guys. And they told us like the day before, okay, something come up here. So we just got a couple of hours and we were like, yeah, this is the same here. So we can't really meet. We got two or three hours and we got a song in one hour. So it yeah. was pretty amazing. But we loved working with them. So hopefully yeah. we're going to do that again soon. Definitely. So. Yeah. Oh, very exciting. Uh, tell us what you can about the song. We we all know the rules around Melody Festival and are very strict. You've got to be very secret. <laughs> uh, but what kind? You want of... to hear it? No, oh, I was going to say you you play it. Yeah, you break all the rules. <laughs> what can you tell us about the song? Give us an idea about maybe the genre or you know the the story behind it as well. Well, first of all, the title is uh, "Now I Know," and um, I guess you can say it's kind of a love story. Um, yeah about two two persons growing up together. And um, maybe it's about that sometimes you don't realize what you have until it's too late, or sometimes you understand that everything you've been missing is right in front of you. So yeah. it's a bit about that. That's a great description of the song, actually. Yeah. I, I love that one. <laughs> <laughs> you can just play that bit in the future. Whenever anybody else asks, you yeah. just press play on this and just you don't have to say it ever again. <laughs> Um, what what about your 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 ambitions for for Melfest this year? You know, for for debutants, for for newbies, it's often it's often difficult to sort of break into the competition because there's so many uh, people who have done it before who are already established with the with the Swedish audience. What what's your ambition? What's your goal? I, I don't think we had any ambitions at all when we got selected for it. It was like, okay, we're already winners because we're already in the in the whole contest, thing, in yeah. the contest. And that's good enough for us. That that was the first two months or so when we knew it. 
And then as as closer as we get to the whole thing, it's more like, okay, now we don't want to. Yeah, we, it, would we nice will, it, it would be nice to, to go somewhere, like to the second part or the third part, like the final. Or, I mean, but at the end, we just want to play our song. Expectations or anything, no, we, really, really, no. Because we're just so happy that country music is allowed in Melfest. Yeah. So that's just a winning thing for us. Yeah, you know, yeah, so. you, you know you're right. You know, Melfest doesn't often, you know, showcase country music. You know, we often get a lot of pop uh, and ballads and that sort of thing. So, yeah, yeah, you think it's, you know, a good result that country music is, is being represented. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I think so. And also, this is just such a big thing for us to, sh to uh, I mean, like, people will see us in Sweden now so hopefully that will result in people playing our music more and stuff like that yeah. but also this this song uh, I can't say that it's really really country music because it, it does have a lot of pop in it so yeah it's, it's like yeah. a crossover songs so it's got a yeah. bit of country a bit of pop and uh... so we're trying to lure people over to yeah. uh, the dark okay. side <laughs> to the countryside <laughs> ease them in they're all pop fans yeah. you've got to slowly try and move them across the country uh what was it like when you found out that you were taking part in in melfest where were you when you um when you got the call we were actually in in nashville yeah. oh you were i think it was like three months ago we were there and we were going to a concert with our uh manager slash record label, label. Thing. thing yeah and uh, she she's like one of the biggest artists in sweden maybe you know her jill johnson yeah 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 and uh she came up to us with her iphone like this and just filming us and we're like, okay what why is she filming us because she was <laughs> gonna tell us she's that we're something. yeah she's yeah. up to something and she just totally surprised us yeah so that was that was pretty funny are the nerves starting to build now you know now people know you're taking part but we've still got to wait a few more days for the song to be released are those nerves yeah, building no. up now but you know, yes. i'm really jealous because the the whole competition starts this week and i've been reading about all the other acts that's uh, in the newspapers today and uh, on tv and i was like i want to do that so let's <laughs> well, fast forward a week or so yeah well, it's not too long until you guys will be on our screens on the Saturday night. And there's so many people looking forward to seeing Tennessee Tears at Melfest for the very first time. So thank you so much for joining us for a chat. And I wish you the very best of luck. Thank, thank you, you very much. So, And thank you for having us. Yes. We love it. When you aren't listening, find us on social media at Eurotrip Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. So hello and welcome back to Melfest Monday, our second episode of the 2023 season. And therefore, that means that we now have to look ahead to heat number two. We've just heard James's many, many, many chats there with some of the artists taking part in heat number two. I promise I have done some of the work this season and we will get to some of my interviews with the artists of Melfest 2023 later on in this series. But once again, James, tremendous work. Toby. You are back with us, Toby Eck from Afton Bladit. It's that time of the podcast that I look forward to more than any other. You've got to run us through who is competing in heat number two. And I would like the artist and the name of the song, please. We start out with Victoria with the song All My Life, Where Have You Been? Then Eden with Comfortable, Uje Brandelius with the song Grytan, Panetos singing On My Way, Tennessee Tears with Now I Know, Maria Sur with Never Give Up, and ending with Teos, Mere of Day.
Wonderful stuff. Nice to have a Swede reading this week. We had we had Ben Robertson on last week, and although he does speak fluent Swedish, as far as I'm aware, the, the accent just isn't quite there for me. So, Toby, great to have you do it. Sorry, Ben, if you're listening. We will have you back, and I'd love to hear you do it again. Absolutely. <laughs> well, we should also, while we've mentioned Ben, we should say that, uh, Toby, I don't know if you saw this, uh, after first listen to the songs in Heat Number 1, and I appreciate we've already done Heat Number 1, uh, Ben said he thought that uh, Jon Enric Falgren and Friends was a potential Melfest winner. Well, um, I would absolutely say that they are uh, contenders, definitely. Um, and they, since they won the first semi, they are absolutely contenders for the Melfest victory. Normally, it is the, uh, the Heat winner the four heat winners uh, are the ones that are most interesting in the final. So, absolutely. Well, let's talk about potential heat winners from heat number two. That's why we're here for this part of the podcast. Of those seven artists that you've just read out, which one jumps out at you saying, I'm going to win the heat this coming weekend? It is a tough heat. Looking at the names, if Victoria comes with the song that her fans want her to compete with, she might very well be the heat winner here. But that means that we want her to do a uh, country-style pop, like early Taylor Swift stuff, the same as she's done uh, previously, Save Me and... um, uh as as you lay me as i as i lay me down or whatever the name is uh if 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 she does that uh that then she might very well be the heat winner toby you're a man in the know have have you heard the song do you know if that's the kind of song she's bringing uh rumor has it that it is not well i i saw on her instagram story that someone asked her the question is it a bop or is it a ballad and she said it was a bop which has got me quite excited. Uh, yes, that is what I've heard as well, that it's up-tempo, but that it's not the style that uh, that her audience, her Melfest audience, really like. Um, and with that, I've also heard that Tennessee Tears in this heat is doing, you know, a, a modern country pop song. So perhaps they are doing the song that people are expecting Victoria to do. Uh, so I haven't heard them. I haven't heard the songs, but uh, that's, it's a little bit, that's one of my concerns. But if Victoria does do that type of song that, that we want her to do, then she could be the winner. Toby, a lot of talk in this heat about Maria Sir. Now, tell us, about her backstory and why there is so much discussion around her competing in Melfest this year. And even uh, just before uh, Heat won, she went to the top of the of, uh, uh, in, in the betting companies. Uh, she has the lowest odds of winning Melfest overall. Maria Sur is now an 18-year-old girl who uh, is from Ukraine. She fled the war. Uh, came to Sweden. She had uh, in uh, in her own co- home country. Uh, she had started recording for the the upcoming season uh, of the Ukrainian The Voice, but that was of course uh, that had to stop uh, when the war broke out. So when she came to Sweden, 
the first thing she started doing was trying to reach out to people in the music industry uh, through uh, DMs uh, on Instagram and, and social media. And Sarah Dawn Finer uh, was the one that replied to her, heard her singing and, and helped her to get in contact with, uh, with other people in the music industry. And now she's competing in Melfest uh, with a ballad about uh, that is about her feelings and the war and what's going on. So, so it might very well uh, strike a few chords the upcoming Saturday uh, and uh, mean that she might very well uh, make it through to the final uh, and perhaps even win Melfest. That would be very unique because Sweden has never ever had a winner who was not a Swedish uh, artist. Well, from one young singer to another, we've just heard her on the podcast. We were chatting to her a little bit um, a few moments ago. Eden, very, very new to music, still very young. What sort of expectations should we have for Eden? I saw her live um, when she when she released her, uh, her debut single um, a couple of months ago. And she is, I'd, I'd say she's frail. Uh, and that might work very well on stage if she comes across that, as that little sparrow that that just sings, but but uh, that that you want to kind of hug and take care of. Uh, but on the other hand, if if her nerves takes the overhand, uh, it might just um, it might not just not work because she is very new and she she is very nervous. She has straight stage fright. Um, and of course, both Eden and Maria Sur are doing ballads, uh, in uh, two different types of ballads, but still they are doing ballads. And, and with that, um, you might say that the one with the biggest voice are probably go- going to kind of, you know, be the winner in that battle. But we have more really young artists here. We have Teos. Uh, who's 17, I think, now. Uh, and he will, of course, do uh, an up-tempo bop like last year. Um, I don't think he... Uh, I don't think he is competing to win this year either. I think he's competing to deliver another hit. Uh, and uh, then he will be back a third time going for victory. Already making 2024 predictions, Toby, honestly. Oh, oh uh, I... I'm not saying 2024, it might be 2026, but I don't think that they are competing with this song, that he is competing with this song to actually win it. This is still for the Swedish audience uh, to just build on his career, and then he will be back and fight to win. And Toby, a word on Uwe Brandelius as well, who we heard James chatting to a little bit earlier on. Tell us what we need to know about him, because James, I mean, you obviously are the one that spoke to him a few, a couple of weeks ago, a lovely conversation and quite inspirational as well that I think he's part of Melfest this year. He is an absolutely lovely person. He's uh, been, a, uh, been a part of the, the Swedish pop culture elite for some time. Uh, he's the lead singer uh, in a band called Dr. Cosmos. Uh, and um, just a couple of years ago, um, he was diagnosed with Parkinson, and uh, he he actually starred in a film about himself. He, I, he, you know, he he played the role as 
of he played the role as himself in the movie about himself. It was kind of weird, but uh, he won a lot of prizes for that. Uh, he he is he is lovable, but he also knows that Melody Festival and that's. It's not my audience. It's going to be so fun to be there and do my song. He's quite political. Um, um, and uh, and he just, I, I think he's just ticking off boxes. Uh, no, no, sorry. He's, he's ticking off his, his to-do list. That's what I mean. Uh, um, and, and this is probably one of those things that he wants to have, uh, 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 have done once in his life. Uh, maybe, just maybe, uh, he might appeal to the TV audience and he, he, he will have to do it twice. But as he, sa- he says himself, he's repeated it so many times. He wants to sing his song and then he wants to watch the final from the sofa back home. <laughs> uh, Toby, let's re- remind you, of course. Well, you don't need reminding, but for our audience, the Melfest, uh, that Melfest is on tour, of course. You are going to be heading to Lynn Sherping, not Lid Sherping, if you could tell the difference between <laughs> those two cities there. Uh, what do we need to know about Lynn Sherping? Are you excited to go? I am so bad at Swedish geography. I know because I, I know all the hotels in Lynn Sherping because we've been there several times with Melody Festival and before. The last time, uh, the hotel was uh, the official hotel was a hotel called The Box. Uh, and uh, that's where uh, the Mamas and uh, Robin Bengtsson went straight to the final uh, in 2020. Um, we've had um, both Andra Hansen and, uh, and uh, Heats in Linköping before, and we've stayed at hotels like Skandik Frimuraren and Skandik Linköping. Uh, and this year, the, ho- the official hotel will be Elite Store Hotellet. And that's what I know about Linköping. I only know the hotels because that's what I see <laughs> when I go there. Uh, the hotels and the arena. I'm sorry. Uh, sorry, it's the, uh, the, the Linköping tourist border on the phone. Uh, they've said don't bother. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. But I, I, I can say this. Linköping quite often delivers the after party of the year. And the reason for that is because it is... It is rather close to Stockholm. So a lot of, a lot of people say, oh, let's just go there. And they get in the car and, uh, you know, artists, celebrities, other Melfest, uh, you know, the, the Melfest royalty. They're like, oh, let's see if we can go to that after party. They take the car, but then they also stay the night. So they stay and party all, uh, all through. Uh, as you don't take the car to lead shopping for a Melfest party, but lead shopping is it's close enough, so you do it. Uh, meaning that we've had Shirley Clamp and Magnus Ugla and and Foeno and and Benjamin uh, Grosso just showing up uh, uh, to, to an after party. So uh, so we're hoping for that next weekend. Uh, Toby, before we let you go, I'm going to put you on the spot. The most awful thing to do, but I'm going to do it anyway. Give us your predictions. Who are the two going direct to the final and who are the two artists heading to and the semi And you also need to do this without having heard any of the songs. 
I hate you. We for this. honestly, Toby, we don't believe that you haven't heard the songs. You've heard the songs in some form or another. Tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> and we know full well that you've heard Lorene's song as well, and we won't even get onto that. <laughs> you are bad. I'm not talking to you ever again. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna say that straight to the final will be Panetos and Maria Sur. Uh, and I think that we will have Tios and Tennessee Tears to um, sem- the semi-final. Oh, Toby, it's been great to have you back on. We should have done this sooner. We should have just asked SVT to move Melfest to like the 1st of January and we could have had you on even sooner. But no, it's been great to have you. Thanks for popping along. We'll speak to you again later in the series. Um, have fun on Saturday for the show and have fun at the after party as well. Thank you, Toby. Thank you very much. And James, there we have it. Episode 2 of Melfest Monday 2023 in the bag already. And lovely to have Big Toby on the podcast once again. Big Toby? Is is that an official nickname? Big Toby, because that is like the scale of what that man brings to this podcast. Not big in size, but big in reputation. Okay, yeah, I like it. So he has to do something even bigger to become King Toby. What, what would he have to do? Oh, massive Toby. <laughs> yeah, no, it's great to have him on. A great insight into the after parties. We started with the after parties at the start of the show, ended with the after parties. I'm excited. Hopefully we can chat to him again later in the series to find out a bit more uh, about his life on tour this year. And I don't know about you, but I now feel like I know an awful lot more about the hotels in Linshirping than I did before <laughs> the start of this episode. <laughs> Maybe one year we'll have to go and find out actually what you can do there. Because I'd like to imagine there is a bit more to it than maybe an airport, a train station, some hotels and an arena. We'll never know, I guess. Well, we will, like you said, if we ever if we ever visit. If any of you listening are going to Lynn Shipping for the show on Saturday, please let us know. We'd love to have you on next week. You can tell us exactly what you did when you were there. That would be lovely. And James, such a busy episode. We didn't even have a chance to chat about the fact that Cornelia Jacobs was back in Melody Festival on Saturday returning with Hold Me Closer again. It was lovely to see, very quickly. You enjoyed it, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it, what a treat. What a treat, there we are. Yeah, we said we didn't have much time to talk about it, and there we go. Not that we (laughs) want to, not that we want Cornelia to think we've forgotten about her. I mean, as Eurotrip listeners will know, in our opener for every episode, is Cornelia offering me and you a hug. So Cornelia, we haven't forgotten about you, I promise. Yeah, she doesn't need the promo. She's big time now. She She's bigger than the Eurotrip. Uh, anyway, speaking of the Eurotrip, that's us. And we'll be back with you on Wednesday for your main episode of the podcast. We'll be uh, previewing, reviewing everything that's happening in Eurovision National Final season. And we'll be back next Monday for the next installment of Melfest Monday. In the meantime, make sure you um, keep in touch with us online. We are at Eurotrip Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and now TikTok, of course. Uh, hello at EuroTripPodcast.com on the email. And you can read all of our exclusive stories on EuroTripPodcast.com. Make sure you also subscribe, leave us a review, and rate us five stars. From me, James, it's goodbye. And from me, Rob, it's goodbye.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.